listening to the coffee hour i'm andy bates sarah's out today she'll be back soon though she'll be out today and tomorrow but uh, she'll be back soon but it is monday november 18th that means it is mental health monday good topics on deck looking forward to checking in with deaconess heidi here in just a little bit thanks to concordia university wisconsin for supporting the coffee hour find out more about concordia university wisconsin at cuw.edu live uncommon on deck today mental health monday and uh an upcoming concert right here in st louis the after chapel concert series at concordia seminary in st louis we get to talk with one of our friends that will be presenting at that also from intersect arts center here in st louis so we'll learn more about intersect arts as well it is time to check in with deaconess heidi gaiman for mental health monday good morning heidi good morning happy monday Happy Monday. Yay. Someone was pointing out to me sharing much how much they appreciate Mental Health Monday. And uh, they said, it's great that you do it on Mondays because Monday is the most depressing day of the week. <laughs> I was like, oh, I never really thought of that. But uh, it's always good, good, good to like, start our week off right. Yeah. Like get get it going with things that are important and, you know, a little poke at the brain to like think about the things that we need to do for our own mental health. Absolutely. And, and, and speaking of listeners, uh, that's what we're going to dig into today. Some questions from listeners. Uh, we we uh, fielded some questions from listeners in social media and other places. And uh, so we're going to dig into some of those today. Looking forward to doing that. A little disclaimer. Uh, this is not therapy. If you... <laughs> Seriously, this isn't therapy. We're, it's we're, true. We're addressing. It's important. Right, right. We're addressing mental health issues, but um, it, you know, this is not intended to to take the place of therapy or to replace therapy um, or to to provide that specifically for a personal individual. So, if you're listening to these questions and thinking, "Oh, this is something I need to deal with," then then seek a, a, an appropriate professional to to assist you with that. This is really more speaking in general terms to get us thinking about these things, so that if we do need to seek that out, you find that you seek professional to to help you. This is not to take the place of uh, personal professional therapy. Okay, disclaimer awesome. done. Mm-hmm. There we go. Mm-hmm. So uh, so we're going to dig into some some listener questions and start off with stigma and awareness. And we've talked about some of these already on Mental Health Mondays, but always good to come back and revisit these. So stigma and awareness regarding mental health. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I think it's awesome too. Like you said, we, we've already visited some of these. And so we definitely encourage people to check out the archives, but I think people asking the questions tells us that like these things are important to them, you know, that we are noticing that we need to be engaging in the conversation about mental health, which makes me really excited, Andy. So we have three questions. Which one do you have a particular one you want to start with in this area of stigma and awareness? I think the the first question that struck me was that what are some practical steps I can take like personally to reduce or eliminate the stigma um, of confronting mental health issues or mental illness. And I think um, that really starts with understanding what mental health means, you know, what the concept of mental health is. Um, I think we often very much limit it to this Uh, picture in our brain of things that are not true, you know, myths, if Mm -hmm. you will, about mental health. Um, And I talk about on the YouTube channel a lot of different myths and trying to bust through those myths. And perhaps that's a a segment for another time. (laughs) Um, 
But at the same time, I think uh, confronting what the media tells us about mental health and really checking into those things is one practical step. You know, when you see something on the TV screen that um, is touting something about mental health or uh, you go to a movie uh, like uh, the really disturbing movie recently was The Joker and you see the the depiction of mental health, if you will. Um, the Lutheran Church Canada wrote a really good review on that movie in particular um, to help us really confront what is like true in mental health? What are we seeing that's a really accurate depiction and what is maybe, um, you know, exacerbated or brought out um, falsely because it's Hollywood, you know, that's not their jam is necessarily advocating for mental health. Um, so, you know, just asking ourselves the questions and diving into it a little bit ourselves. There's a couple of really good websites, NAMI, the National Alliance for Mental Illness, they always have accurate information, you know, and they, you know, encourage language like uh, talking about brain disorders, understanding that mental health is a physical health issue. This isn't uh, something completely different and abstract, that there are um, genetic and, um, you know, hormonal and all kinds of different uh, things happening inside our bodies that contribute to mental health. Um, and they also do recognize the need for a lot of support and family and um, even like congregational involvement. And so you can find some resources at NAMI. They're really helpful. Another practical step you can do is get educated. And so the best place I can send you for this is Mental Health First Aid. And that's a website you can put in the search engine your zip code and find a course near you. It's a once, um, one, one day shot, if you will, an eight hour, um, you know, crash course in just recognizing mental health struggles. Um, and when, you know, you can step in, be able to support and help someone um, without, you know, feeling just completely overwhelmed and like it's your job to, to save an individual or something. And it talks a lot about, you know, the various degrees of mental health, the fact that you know, some things are crisis and some things are mental health struggles in our life that we need to be able to talk through and find some help for. And so mental health first aid is probably one of the best steps that you can take to get educated. There's an adult course and there's a youth course and they are working on a teen course for teens to be able to, um, you know, recognize and help what's going on with other teens to help them feel a little bit better equipped as well. Um, so those are a few things, you know, just a, a beginning layer of where do I go for good information, you know, and, and beginning to sort through that. And as one who has taken the mental health first aid course that was provided by my previous employer, I, I certainly can say that it's, it's been very useful, very helpful. Uh, it's time for me to probably take a refresher. It's been a while since I have taken the course, but uh, it, it certainly has been insightful, not only in terms of reducing or eliminating the stigma, but also um, helping me to feel more useful or to be more useful, not just to feel more useful, but to be more useful, uh, when, uh, when in, in, if I see something, uh, how can I be helpful? And we'll get to being helpful more so in some of the future questions as well. Great resource. Thanks for recommending it. Mm -hmm. Sure. All right. So are you ready to move on to the next question? 
I think so. I think so. I mean, we could talk about that question all day. You know, <laughs> stigma is real. Yeah. And I think one thing that I guess I just didn't even say that seems so obvious to me, but maybe isn't, is that just talk about it. Talk about it in your churches. Bring it up in your Bible studies. Um, talk about it in your families. Um, talk about your own stuff that you've been through. I mean, you don't have to like lay everything out there. But I think the more we talk about it and the more we share about it in a very real sense, um, that just takes so so much stigma off of it. It frees anytime we talk about struggle. You know, same thing with like infertility and miscarriages and these these issues, suicide that we don't talk about. Um, as soon as we start being able to talk about them in healthy ways and share um, what God says to us in hope and what resources are out there, like the stigma has been dispelled in that circle. And now the next person can talk about the issues that they need to bring up. So what I hear you saying is, one, be well-informed, get the right information, get accurate information to be well-informed, educate yourself on that. Uh, come here to Mental mental Health Mondays. That's a good place to do that. Um, but to be well-informed and then to, to be open and have candid conversations about it. Got it. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep, 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 yep. All right, next question. Let's do it. How would you approach or have a conversation with a fellow Christian who doesn't believe in mental illness and claims that mental health issues are all, quote, spiritual issues, or you just have to pray harder to get over your mental health issues? Uh, You Mm. got like... Oh, two and a half minutes here. <laughs> two and a half minutes. Yeah, two and a half minutes. You know, I really struggle with this one and I have to get out of the way of my own personal bias. You know, I, I really think that having compassion for that person that they do not understand, you know, they don't understand mental illness or mental health. And most of the time when this happens, they probably have their own story. I mean, we all have our own story. And so there's a reason uh, that they have those beliefs. Um, And so I think we can have some compassion in order to come at the conversation um, from a realistic vantage point. And I mean, to some degree, you can have the conversation till the cows come home and share all the resources that we just talked about to help them see the truth. Um, And they, they may or may not be willing to do that. Now, I find that someone who is actually struggling with mental health problems is not the person that has this particular issue. A lot of times people that have their own anxiety, depression, and all those different things, they um, usually are not um, like kind of shoving it off to the spiritual side. It's their supports that are. Um, And so I think it's our job to be the better support, if you will, to be the person who's like, well, let me, um, you know, inform, let me just speak truth in the same way we would share biblical truth. Um, continue sharing those biblical truths, point out the Bible passages of David, who um, in a very real way was crying out to the Lord uh, from the pit. And I think a lot of the passages in the Psalms and even you know, the Apostle Paul, where he says that he was, you know, struggling to the to the point of of death. Uh, these, yes, are spiritual, but that doesn't make them outside of our physical experience. Um, and we know now that you can use MRIs and you can use all these different tools to see that there is something going on within our brain. Um, and, you know, we could get into like the creationist perspective too, and the fact that all creation groans, which means that uh, all creation has been impacted by sin. And so our very DNA at the, at the very molecular 
molecular level, our bodies are impacted by sin. And so that's, of course, going to mess with a lot of our physical health issues, including mental health and our brains and our neurological systems, uh, our sensory systems. And so to say that um, it's spiritual is actually accurate because everything is spiritual because mm -hmm. everything's impacted by sin. However, that doesn't make it not physical. Um, and God gives us so many tools. Yes, can we pray? Yes, can we cry out in the Psalms? Please do. However, he also gives us doctors and nurses and medications and therapy and all of these processes um, to help us get the help that we need. God gave us the church and in giving us the church, told us that he was giving us more than um, Jesus, that he gives us Jesus, death and resurrection, but he gives us something else as well. And so I think that informs us to know that we can utilize more than um, simply what is at face value that God gives us, that he works in many other ways, you know? Hmm. So because my eyes, physical eyes, have been uh, affected by sin and corrupted and therefore my vision is compromised, I use corrective lenses. I wear glasses or sometimes contact lenses. Um, so would someone in the same case tell me that uh, I don't need glasses, I just need to pray harder to get over my vision impairment? Exactly. So, it's, so it's a, it's a ridiculous comparison. claim when you, yeah, I love that comparison. It's so useful. I mean, we say the same things about diabetes and heart disease. Um, all of our body is impacted by sin and, and not to keep that. I don't mean to say that in a very simple way. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean that in a very complex way. Um, and so we wouldn't necessarily look at the person that's depressed and be like, Oh, you must have sinned. That's absolutely not what we're talking about, but more what you're saying that your eyes have been impacted. Your brain has been impacted. Your heart has been impacted. And we're going to see that, um, in a place that's separate from what we are, are doing by choice, if you will. Mental Health Mondays with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman, always insightful, and we have more to come next week as well. Coming up in December, Mental Health and the Holidays, uh, some special editions of Mental Health Mondays. Looking forward to that. Thank you so much, Heidi. Always a pleasure to talk with you. Thanks. I'll see you next time. Coming up in just a little bit, the After Chapel Concert Series at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. Love, love, love.